Hey, guys, listen, we're going to give away XCOM 2. Listen to this episode and you'll find out how. We'll see you then. Okay, here's the show. spoken and he looks disfavorable upon both the falcons and the patriots i didn't even know who's in the super bowl today yeah who cares <laughs> perfect you know why you know why who cares why because we're gonna talk about video games instead Fuck yeah bro yeah woo! Crush some skulls you wanna play some madden <laughs> nothing more manly than packing down a sixer of cold brews and crushing some madden and some nba jams yeah with a z nhl hits I really did like NBA Jam. <laughs> I really liked NHL Hits. 99. It had Limp Biscuit on the soundtrack. <laughs> Was that the 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 hockey one where like they more encouraged fights? Yeah, where you just smash into it. It was like Blitz, but it was Hits. With a Z. Did, did you not play Blitz? I played Blitz. I like Blitz. Blitz was a great game. Yeah. Except you could break the game by playing up the gut every single play. And it would always... <laughs> it would always work. You could always do it, yeah. Up the gut? Up the gut. That was my play, baby. <laughs> Not Hail Mary? No, up the gut. I've heard Hail Mary's the real one. Hail Mary was pretty good, but that like it would screw you up every, like once every three. Up the gut, always. Oh, okay. Always. Or Sub Zero, I think, was another one that like you could definitely get going. You know what's still really good? Yeah. The game program attack episode. <laughs> it's a football game. <laughs> oh, watch... you mean the thing you made is awesome? <laughs> yeah, I've is your that. arm a little tired from patting yourself <laughs> on the back, Joey? I mean, Kyle Kyle wrote wrote it okay but it was like no it was a great episode it's a great episode <laughs> <laughs> i watched i like probably added a joke that's the companion was show everyone should go and look yeah no at shit game program attack that's where the theme song comes Jesus. from yeah it's way better than this podcast come on it came up at work the other day because this lady i worked with who was like her last day same as me she didn't know it, i made cartoons and stuff yeah and so i was showing it to her and then i was just at home and like had to take a shit, and I just put on the game program attack playlist, which is like fifteen minutes, and I just watched watched the rest of them. Joe, you should fix your diet, man. <laughs> That's what I took away from that story. Yeah, fix my diet. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. You have shits. time to watch all the game program attacks while you're shitting. It's so it's so short. Yeah, man. I but... only had a couple left. Okay. okay yeah, there I finished. You go. Oh, I thought you were saying you watched all of them. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no, that'd be a problem. Yeah, then you should see, consult a especially with a squatty potty. That's when things fall out of you. <laughs> You know when I realized this has nothing to do with video games? But video games. <laughs> I, I realized that just with my body type, I create a natural squatty potty. <laughs> and that's why I think I've never had any issues. Because my the toilets are so low for me. Yeah. And my legs come are up. so high. <laughs> I always thought I was just like good. You got a built-in. <laughs> but I, I have a built-in natural advantage here. Have you tried it with though? Yeah, it didn't do anything. I think You didn't feel already... like you were about to like collapse through yourself? Oh, like just my ass in the toilet? No, like like your head starts to sink down through your body because it's like mega squatty it's potty. Too squatted. <laughs> like it, there's a gauge on it for some reason. It's dangerously in the red for. <laughs> it's doing that dance. Yeah, almost in the danger or critical or whatever. This is gonna explode. <laughs> and then just my guts fall out like a Chuck <laughs> Palahniuk book. It just hollows you out because <laughs> they come out. And I have to pack them back in. Yeah, yeah. So video games, Joey. Yeah, what have you been playing in video games? Oh, what happened? I saw you on Steam playing, playing some video games. I saw you achieve some shit in Kalimba, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's why you were back in it. 
I was trying to do it. I saw that you were away first, and I was like, okay, now's the time I can go back in. No, I saw it on the activity list. It was like oh. recent achievements. Ari achieved something in Clue. I was like, mm. You'll never know what till it's too late, Joey. It just showed that you played the other levels. Till it's too late. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I just did that like for 15 minutes because I, ha- I needed like uh, something to fill 15 minutes or 10 minutes because I had to leave, but uh, I didn't want to start something new. And I was like, ah, Kalimba, I can play easily. I can just play one or two levels for 15 minutes. You did some, some of the dark half? Yeah, because I had not played it. It's really good. Yeah, it is really. It starts you out just where it dumped you off in the last uh, end of the last game. So, so if you don't continue on to that fairly soon, <laughs> it would be impossible. It came back because I haven't yeah. played it for a couple months yeah. now. And it, 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 I died a couple times, but then it came back. But if you don't play the first map first, then it's just, it, I would quit, rage quit immediately. <laughs> you have no idea what to do. Yeah, it's so good. It is really good. I'm, and I'm working my way up my golden totem. Your golden totem. Golden totem. Yeah. The, uh, I am sad to see no Humbear in, uh, the second one. Humbear? Humbear. Yeah. Mean. I, I, that wasn't saying, spoiler alert everyone, Kalimba's second half stories, that's not saying that Hobert was always that guy. I think it is, but I think it's just like, we don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you enjoyed it. It doesn't matter. This is Or everyone... was it just like he was dressed as Hobert for the second half and then he took it off? I didn't read it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was just because he's just like, they're t- he's automatically talking about the meta aspect of like, you're playing a video game. Yeah. They don't and care. They don't care. <laughs> and good for them. <laughs> Didn't ruin anything for me, other than just like, eh, it'd be cool if they threw him in every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah, no. Who cares? I had a very minimalist thing going here. What are you doing <laughs> with your big t- dub totem? It's it's really good. Yeah. If we made that game, there would have been a lot more totem dick jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so insecure with yourself, you had to bring your big totem thing to my minimal land. Different strokes for different folks, you know. Subtitle. Yep, 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 yep. Um... I played a game that I think is really cool that uh, I can talk about because I don't. It's not really marquee worthy, but it's pretty freaking Suck it name. game. It's a uh, Revolt of Defense or Rod, <laughs> which is a great name. Sure, it's the most like stripped down title screen into game I've ever seen. Oh yeah, where it's like there's no tutorial. I I only found that like a page explaining any of the game after I'd been playing it for like. A half hour or oh, like what minutes. the story was or something no, they're not even what the story is i'm gonna but like i'm gonna look it up while you're what talking some about of it. the uh like what some of the controls are even like <laughs> you don't know what you're supposed to do you don't know why you're doing it you don't know how to play the game but the game is like a very simple design where you start out with this grid it looks like a floating chunk of land that's in a, a square and you can it's it's like a city builder um but you're also uh, on this floating spaceship. That's what your island is. So you're then taking your your city from planet to planet, kind of, or location to location, where you interact with other floating cities. Okay. And you can harvest, like some of them just have materials that you harvest, and you send out your little guys, and you know the more stuff you build up in your city, the more guys you have to go out. Some of them are bad guys. Uh, the bad guys are sleeping and you can choose to like run away or choose to attack them. Uh, if you attack them, you, you know, you can build little sentries on the edge wall, but it, you look like you're in a big terrarium, like a, a glass covered oh, okay. island and you can send 
people from your little glass island to that glass island. It's just super slick. It's like a ninety-nine cent game. Oh, really? Is it a this, phone thing? Maybe not a phone thing. It's it's it feels. I mean, it's mouse only. No, there is some keyboard. There's some controls. It it, but it doesn't feel like a a, a phone game. Like I felt, I was like very very low expectation i have so many transition like so many very low and then it was so slick yeah like there's no what's tutorial uh, what's the full name a revolt of defense revolt there's <laughs> i mean but it's it's you can tell like this is something that was like very like indie very like uh passion built mm-hmm. because there's very certain things like very specific things that just don't exist in the game. Like there's no saves and it <laughs> did crash once, which I was kind of pissed, but not really. Um, the, another interesting feature. I do that really it has like the look of this is once it, it's so clean and yeah, just like really very, nice. very comfortable design. Do you see how much is it? Cause it was really cheap. 99 cents, 99 cents. Once you build your city on one side, you can flip all the tiles over upside down. Like they, uh, they flip like a board <laughs> upside down and then you can build stuff on the other side. So you can have like your military on one side and your like your resources on the other side. That's cool. It's just like my expectations were so low and it gave me such a great experience to where I I still go back and play it sometimes. I, I just looked for it on the, app, the Google Play Store. It's not on there. Yeah, Maybe I don't think store. I really don't think it's a. a phone but i don't i don't know that seemed pricing at 99 cents if it didn't come from mobile seems insane yeah like at least a couple bucks like reigns was three i think yeah but reigns there's a lot of writing i mean this there had to be a lot of work too and the art is really cool Mm -hmm. but there's enough things that's rough about it like if if i pay five bucks for a game that crashes there's no excuse for that yeah 99 cents if it crashes once every 10 times i play it or something like that I'm willing to overlook it. It's fine. Especially when it has so much that I just wasn't expecting from it. 99 cents is tough to beat, especially if it's like crafted for computer. You'll get like a half hour of enjoyment out of that, which I think 99 cents totally worth that. Yeah. And I I think more. I'm a sucker for tiny world things too. Yeah. Yeah. Little mini. Watching the little guys walk around. I'm trying to have the video going. I think, yeah, I think you should play it and, uh, and at least like poke around a little bit because mm-hmm. there's nothing really like revolutionary about like harvesting resources and then building, you know, a, a different option of uh, structures and then, you know, trying to, to pace it against. Uh, I just an saw enemy. the shit flip over. That's really neat. <laughs> it's really neat. The, the, just the execution and the slickness is so nice. Huh. It's so satisfying. What a, what a nice surprise. We'll give that this episode's nice surprise award. All right. Yeah. New segment. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping over him. Um, other than that. Just been playing Rod, huh? No, man. I've been, Final Fantasy? I beat Final Fantasy. <laughs> How did that feel? Uh, that game, it's 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 really good. Oh, welcome to Waz, curated indie games. <laughs> curated indie games. I'm, Fucking Final Fantasy. I am one of your hosts, Joey. I'm Ari. Um, yeah, Ari's gonna talk about the indie game Final Fantasy 15 real quick. <laughs> well, a little little boutique studio, Square Enix. <laughs> I just I've been I played it so much. I might as well mention that uh, it's 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 really good, but they can't escape it being a Final Fantasy game to a certain point. Yeah, uh, I felt like there was like a dating sim at one point with one of the more feminine looking dudes in your party. Where it's but like, you're getting married. I'm not gonna talk about the story. Okay, because there's just well, first of all, 
I understood the story for about so I played maybe thirty hours of the game, Jesus. something like that. I mean, that's not that much for Final Fantasy. It's still a lot. Like uh, I think Final Fantasy VII, I played one hundred and forty hours <laughs> of one one run through. Mm-hmm. So thirty hours is nothing. Yeah, uh, nothing. But I don't I don't have a girlfriend that I'm trying to avoid because I don't really <laughs> like her when I'm playing this one. this time around. Um, it's a wife instead. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I like my wife much more, which is why I would stop when she would come home <laughs> when so she, we like, could talk. She doesn't want you don't want her getting ideas about your femi dudes. <laughs> my my boyfriends. <laughs> my my two great friends and my one good girlfriend. <laughs> Prompto. <laughs> is that the picture guy? That's the guy who yeah, the photographer. Yeah, he's the girlfriend. I I understood very solidly the story for about ten minutes. I was like, okay. So it seems simple you're part of one kingdom there's an evil empire that's trying to take over your kingdom there's a peace treaty that's happening you're gonna go bone down with your childhood best friend if you bone down with your childhood best friend as part of this peace treaty win 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 and you're gonna take a road trip to go find her yeah that's the end of when i understood this that's what i understood is okay yeah then there's dramatically different then stuff just starts happening you're like wait why are we going over there (laughs) wait we, okay, I understand my goal is to now kill this thing. Why? Why? Yeah. What? What? This thing now? Oh, what? Okay. Now I go to that over there. Uh, so that's totally different than the thing I just killed. Why it's, Why am I doing that? It's called like, what is that word? Um, procrastination. It's Final Fantasy fifteen procrastination. Like, no, because the first story is lost. Oh, they just forget it. It's, it's just, it's no longer the goal. Oh. Things just change so dramatically that like, I don't know where we are. And I beat the game, and I still don't. I couldn't tell you, like, why a lot of the things happened, or it's it's like lost. Huh? Things just that's a bummer because I kind of like that simple setup. <laughs> oh, the simple, but that is a trademark of Final Fantasy games, where it's I understand the first twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then I don't understand the rest of the game. I'd say <laughs> after maybe ten is when they started doing. After ten, they started doing that. Um, type zero made no sense to me. I, but you're still finishing them. Because the gameplay is really good. Okay. Like they, they this one seemed neat. I like the way that they were doing this. It's one. real neat, and it's really uh, there was no grinding. You can choose to do side missions if you want. Because did it's you kind monster of open hunt? World. You can monster hunt. It I was did basically some of that. monster hunter. But it's the monster hunter aspect of it is uh, voluntary yeah. for a lot of but it. But did you like it? It's pretty good. You want to try monster? Hunter? I didn't have enough time. I was like, if I fucking do all these side... Because I am so tweaky that yeah. I, I started out for the first two hours 100%ing, like doing every single <laughs> thing, Fuck. collecting every single thing, looking in every corner, talking to every person. <laughs> and then I was like, I want to play indie games. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do Waz and complete this game or do anything else but play this game if I don't fucking just keep my eye on the prize. So then I started moving through it. After. Yeah, but did, did you like hunting the monsters? I mean, you know, it's pretty good. You want to? I got another game you can try. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I can I can let you borrow. No, I'm okay. A, you can. I don't I don't have a 3ds or. A, I can let you borrow one. No, you can try it. You only have two, so I don't. I wanna, have three. I, I know you three, but like if one breaks <laughs> and the other one breaks, then you only have one more left, Joe. Yeah, I know. So but, I don't want to take that away. But we need to talk about. It. We need to. We need to. The last time I you want did you this to me, dress up as my palico. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know that. It's a cat man. Uh, <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Uh, in You can um, be a poogie if you want. It's a pig dog. I'm back on board. Okay, poogies. Poogie. Uh, call me poogie. <laughs> I need to get a pug named poogie. Uh, poogie. 
the uh, the one one of the biggest fears I had about Final Fantasy fifteen was uh, other that there would be a, a dating sim hidden in the game, which there is. Yeah. And other than there'd be the worst product placements, which there are. There's one mission that you have to go on, you have to go on, uh-huh. where you're hunting down a cup of noodle for one of your buddies, and there is literally a five-minute discussion about how delicious cup of noodles are. Is that a brand name? Like that, cup The of brand name, like yeah. the, the Maruchan or whatever they uh, are, like okay, the cup yeah. of noodles that you like. That's awesome. have in college. They talk about it and talk about how delicious it is, it is, and how you can really fix it up to make it your own by adding in different meats and vegetables. And like, Fuck. <laughs> they did this. You know what's going to be motherfuckers? And I didn't care. I got him a cup of noodle and we moved on. <laughs> you know what's going to be funny is when they talk about that later, and it was really just like the art or the director was like wanted that scene in there, and they There's had to no get approval way. from Cup of Noodle to do it. <laughs> they paid Cup of Noodle. Yeah. There's no way. You have to go to the cup of noodle vendor and buy it off him as the mission. No way. New indie way. game. Cup of noodle vendor. And, and the hardest, like the only badass dude in your group is the one who wants a cup of noodle. Oh, perfect. So they knew what the fuck they were doing. So anyways, my biggest fear was when I played the demo Yeah, if you eat cup of noodle, you become a big badass dude. Big fucking ripply muscled tribal tattooed badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they... In the demo, the thing that shows you around the demo is this little like fox thing called Carbuncle, and it, yeah, it carbun- talks to you. That was a summon telepathically, but this one is like they made Carbuncle, who's your little pal. It's basically like Navi yeah. who comes over and is like, "Hey, listen, listen." But this one talks telepathically to you, which is they never address. It's fucking weird, but it's this cute little fox thing called Carbuncle. I thought that thing would follow you the entire time, which. It's not involved in the game, 0%. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm okay with that. So that's Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. They did. They are still supporting it. They added in a whole new like uh, carnival area. Yeah. They just added in for no reason. They were going to add a story beat, too, because people didn't understand character motivations at one point. Well, from what I understand, they really, really thought... Uh, people would watch the anime. People would watch not just the anime, but also the movie. Right. Uh, and there were also, I think, some companion comics. Jesus. Yeah, they really built a whole world and like media universe of 15. Um, but no one did. Very few people did. And then what they did also was they hid, from what I understand from places, they hid... Blave sources. Source, many sauces. Yeah. Uh, they hid... Or not hid, but part of the they their expectation was you would go and turn on a radio and listen to the radio reports. Oh Jesus! Or you'd like walk over to the newspapers that are on the floor and read the newspapers, and those didn't just have like background; they had central plot points. Oh, that's dumb. That's poor poor design decision. Yeah, poor design. So they added in more cutscenes and things like yeah, that yeah. to to explain. Uh, and you can see in the cutscenes, like even very early on, you can see the cutscenes where they were just cutting out pieces of the movie. Because they look awesome. Oh, <laughs> you know, not that the cutscenes look bad normally, yeah. but there's this like a whole another. That's level not of production. jarring and weird. It's a little jarring, but because it's kind of like they do it in flashbacks or forward flashes or uh, you're side fine with it. Yeah. side missions, it wasn't, and it doesn't happen too often. But you're just like, holy crap, that looks awesome. Maybe I should see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I, I hear what you're saying, but the real question. I'm not playing. Do you want to try? Do you want to try some monster? No. <laughs> Joy, last time you did this to me was Hearthstone, and then I started playing. You didn't even fucking play, and I was playing it every goddamn night. 
okay. It I hear what me, you're saying. I hear it what took you're me saying. like half a year to pull myself out of that shit. You want to just try it? No. Free. I'm 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 good. If you want to not do WASD anymore. <laughs> I still did WASD when I was playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, while you were playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> On the show. While we were recording, <laughs> you were doing I'm Waz. really good at multitasking. <laughs> no, you weren't. They were our worst episodes. <laughs> no, they weren't. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, wh- I, what have I, you been playing? Well, it's... Okay, I fell down a weird hole here. First, first I played a little bit more Darkest Dungeon after we talked about it last week, and then I talked to you again on Gchat, and I still don't know if I really like that game. Like, I think it's really slick, really neat, but it really just feels like you're not playing it, and you just hit right arrow until... It's like a simulator? Well, just shit happens to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Like, I, there's a little bit of a management aspect to it, and if the world weren't so cool, I probably wouldn't go back because the gameplay itself is not great. Although that little the the combat system with the four slots mm-hmm. is kind of a neat idea, but maybe I'm just too early. That doesn't ever really feel like there's a lot of choices. And the the giving you stuff uh, that you can use in the future stuff. that doesn't they didn't do, design that so well that you just want to keep playing it forever. They did. They do. Because <laughs> that's, I think the that's. It sounds like I haven't dug in too I deep. About the stuff they give you. But that's that that's a game like Hearthstone where it's like it's not a good game, but it's a really good game at making you want to play mm-hmm. it more. Or like Diablo was like that. I mean, Diablo I, is not a great game. I like Diablo more than <laughs> than Darkest Dungeon. But, but but the game was a master at giving you a feeling of like oh I'm the getting drip, stuff the carrot I'm getting good stuff yeah. Every time you're like, ah, oh, okay, I've clicked a thousand million times, I'm going to stop. I think what it is... And you get something awesome, ho ha. The problem it. with Darkest Dungeon in that is almost everything you get is stuff you spend. Yeah. So it's not like, I got this awesome sword or whatever, because everything is like a currency to upgrade that central town. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, upgrade the vendors or upgrade the dudes, and then the dudes can fucking die. And then, it, like, all that's gone anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot more grindiness to it i just wish i loved the core gameplay more um or it just was faster i guess yeah the, I, don't know. I i i haven't been playing it the reason i've been i was mentioning it's because a friend of mine was playing it a lot yeah we need uh, to have him on sometime yeah, he'd come on whenever you want uh <coughs> friend of the show alex uh but uh who's married to our field correspondent uh <laughs> neko atsume and uh horse horse boyfriend prince uh and she's Pretty much every sketch JRPG you can imagine, <laughs> she loves it unabashedly. Yeah, but uh, which we have to get her playing that panty fighter game because <laughs> right. I'm very curious. And I is it out? Want to play? Oh yeah, yeah. How much is it? Uh, it's on Steam. I don't know. Is it cheap enough for you to buy it for, and she'll play it? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, bloody boobs still isn't just, out, by the way. Ugh, ugh. Save it, Joey. Save it. <laughs> Don't let that that gem out. But Foreshadow. He I'm going to play Bloody Boobs. <laughs> he was saying that might be a good recording one. Yeah. It's not out yet, though. It doesn't say when. But it's never coming out. I, that's what I think. Real. How I thought Steam had a, a, a like no adult games prohibition. I, How can you do that? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's pasties. Maybe there's no nips. I don't think there's nips. So that's the, the loop, loophole. Hole, so. But it's as close as you can get without... But uh, It's he, disgusting, but hilarious. What he was saying was he has played it like 40 hours in the last like three weeks yeah like he loves it so i much, saw him on there when i was doing my isaac kick he almost uh deleted it uninstalled it from his system because he was telling me the story about he was on like a big boss he had just killed the big boss 
and his guys were like very close to death, but they survived it. And then there was like a little like nothing turd that wiped out everybody. Ooh. Just really bad luck, just killed all of his people. And he had just beaten this badass thing that was supposed to be like a nothing. He had all of his guys. Yep. So that that's I how that game that feels. Rage quitting is yeah. It just feels like you have less control over it. But I don't know. Maybe if you don't play a, a bunch of it in one sitting, it doesn't. It's not as bad because you don't really see that as much. Yeah. Or you just kind of look past it. Um. And then my other, my other thing is going to be a, a story thread we're going to pick up several times throughout the show. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what this is. We're going to lead off with the inciting incident, which is I read. Uh, a new boss fight book from um, Soft and Cuddly, which was the one from season three I was most excited about. Yeah. Soft and Cuddly is a ZX Spectrum game <laughs> from, oh, fuck, I can't remember now, like 80, 80s? Is that, yeah, something 80s, maybe late 70s. But do you, you know ZX Spectrum color palettes where it's like black background and then real primary colors so that it looks super jarring and bizarre. No, where it's I can't like place it. green, blues, reds, yellows, like clashy, really clashy colors that you like. Don't put those next to each other. But that was like <laughs> the ZX Spectrum's main color that palette. That was all they had. Yeah, it's it's so identifiable that people now use that as like an artistic style choice. Oh, interesting. Like in modern day, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they want that feeling of yeah. unsettling jarringness. Yeah. So like this thing was a home computer. People would make games for it. And it was sort of going along, I think maybe around the same time as regular NES. And if you don't remember what boss fight books are, just go back to our past interview. Yeah, with, we had a uh, good talk with Gabe. Yeah, about with Gabe. It. Awesome, awesome publisher. So check those um, out. <clears throat> so the like people because it was a computer, like a Commodore 64 type of home computer, there was this sort of surge of like single, single dudes yeah. making games and selling them. Uh, and then Through the mail? Would they send floppy disks in the mail? The cool thing about it, and it's probably not cool for people who actually experienced it, but yeah. the way that data was transferred to the ZX Spectrum was audio cassettes. Weird. Yeah. Holy crap, so, that's bizarre. When you bought a game for ZX Spectrum, it oh, was we gotta a tape. got to get one. I'm shocked you don't have one. They're expensive now. Because that sounds like something fucking cool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the g- Soft and Cuddly was in like a cassette tape case. Weird. Um, I almost bought the Soft and Cuddly cassette. <laughs> it was going to be 40 bucks. Ooh. Yeah. But that's you can play all this shit though. online for free now because people have made ZX Spectrum emulators that run in browser. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing is just so weird, and it was just really big okay, overseas. You, what you got to do is you got to get a uh, cassette tape player and just glue it to your computer, and then when you hit the emulator, just push play. <laughs> <Right>. So you <laughs> get the experience. Well, apparently what you have to do, though, you would have to load the whole program into the ZX Spectrum before you could run it. So it would have to spool so through the to tape. play through the whole tape? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I, I, I've never used one in person, so there's like really... F- I've never even seen that. That's crazy. Yeah. So I read through Soft and Cuddly, and I was look, really looking forward to it because it was, A, about a game that is supposedly super like violent and gory back in a time when people didn't really know how to process that stuff. Yeah. Um, the art today still looks fucking weird and creepy. Because the apparently through you know I don't want to give too much of the book away, 
the dude who made this game was very like a counterculture designer type of thing, but he invented a, a light graphics software that allowed him to draw in the ZX Spectrum, and then he used that to create his two games. Um, so there's this like really grainy, almost realistic look to some of the things, but it's creepy because of this color palette. I'll oh, show weird. it to you. It's very bizarre. I didn't end up liking the book very much, no? I will say. Okay. I was kind of disappointed in it. Um, there are parts of the book that when they talked about the game yeah. were super interesting and like learning about the ZX Spectrum in general, super bizarre. It has a very strong political bent to the book, oh. which as you know, I do not give a shit about, yeah. let alone it was all about like England politics. Oh, so even more. So, so even more, like I don't know, like he used that as like why this game was controversial and I get that. So people who are like connected to the world they live in would find more interest in it. I don't know because <laughs> I think what frustrated me the most is I was going through it and I was like, man, for a book that I wanted to read about this weirdo game, there isn't a lot of content in about, like the first 50 pages about, about this weirdo game. game. Yeah. And there's a chapter that like makes fun of that. It's like, and now soft and cuddly, the the book that you bought or like the book that you wanted to read about this game, we're yeah. finally going to talk about. It. Like they essentially say, like, "Hey, we haven't been talking about the game at all." I'm like, you haven't been talking about the game at all. <laughs> um, so it's just the fact that they like tried to be snarky and call it out really upset me. Okay, <laughs> but that leads me to. Um, you want to jump into phone games? Oh sure. Yeah, Segway into games. phone games. A game called Z Exemplar. Okay. Which okay. is a. A game. Are you sure it's not Zemplar? <laughs> it's not Zexemplar. <laughs> um, the the creator of that game somewhere is at Hong Kong. It is Zexemplar. It's Z dash Exemplar. Um, it is very stripped down, intentionally designed like ZX Spectrum looking game. That after I just finished Soft and Cuddly and trying to play Soft and Cuddly in a browser, yeah. And then seeing this, and it was like, actually, people really seemed to like it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this is like perfect timing. <laughs> you can even, they have toggles in the modes where you can turn on jerky ZX Spectre movement. Because like by default, your ship can coast around, but you can enable a mode that so makes it, jumps, it step. Like frames are missing? Yeah. Well, it makes it jump around because it wouldn't like smoothly scroll around the screen yeah. on a ZX Spectrum. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, of course, turn on like the CRT and all that shit. Nice. But... Um, the game itself is really simple. It's a side scroller, um, spaceship shooting game where you have maybe this like 15 second level that you're just flying through. It's, it's auto going or auto flying and you just move up and down and try to shoot shit. Okay. And there's a ton of stuff you can upgrade for your ship. And the way that the level structure is, it's like the spider webbing. When universe. you're, when you're going up and down, is it just sliding your finger? There on are the three phone? different control methods. Which They're, one of them are not garbage? Because I imagine two of them are garbage. Do you want to jump to 20 minutes or less right now? <laughs> is this game in 20 minutes or less? Yes. Oh. On my phone. But to be continued. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to pick it back up? Because yes. I have some phone games to talk about. Let's too. talk about other phone games first. All right. All right. Um, I'll mention one. Do you have any other ones? Because we could ping pong it. Phone? Yeah. Um, let me look while you're going. Okay. So I'm going to talk about... I have two phone games that are games... I'll start with one, but they're both games that I really are not usually games that I like at all. So okay. I was shocked that I liked them. And I think the fact they're on a phone makes the experience a lot different for me. So the first one I'll talk about is called Replica, which is... Oh, yeah. Have you played it? No, but I've like that's becoming a genre now. 
it's a great idea executed really well. Tell people what it is because I didn't just so, know. <laughs> <laughs> what Replica is, is it's a game where the interface of the game is an emulated phone. So it takes over your whole screen and it looks like another phone. But you're playing within the game, you're exploring someone else's phone. And there are messages that come up and there are um, puzzles that you have to solve. Now, the reason this isn't a game I usually like is because it's like a storytelling game. Um, which you I, love storytelling games. I don't necessarily like them that much. I like adventure games where there's puzzles. Oh, okay. But I don't like you know like um, Gone Home or anything like that. Where but you love Eighty Days. I loved it, but Eighty Days it has actual interaction and it has decisions and it has functions to it. You know, games like um, Her Story. Her Story, or what was that one where you're walking around that island and you're like a dandy from Esther something. Uh, oh, Dear Esther. Dear Esther. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't dig Dear Esther at all. You don't like dandies. I knew that about you. I don't like dandies. I cannot stand <laughs> them. It's too many ruffles. No guy needs that many ruffles. <laughs> unless you're a pirate. Then whatever you want. But a machine for pigs had ruffles. Uh, well, I didn't like a machine for pigs. You didn't? Or amne- That's amnesia, right? It's, uh, the other amnesia game. Yeah, I didn't like either amnesia games. Oh, the writing in a machine for pigs is some of they the best. They just make me kind of nauseous. That doesn't have the thing that you hate. Oh, it doesn't? No. Because I didn't like the first amnesia at all so i didn't put the time in for uh, a machine for pigs has some of the most visceral disgusting writing i've seen in a game and it's fucking awesome but okay. the game i think overall is not as good as the first amnesia for people and i didn't even like the first amnesia well this one's more stripped down okay well, it's made by the dear esther people well i didn't like dear esther but the writing and the music okay well, so replica though it's it has light puzzles i think that gets me past it and the story is really cool. Um, I don't even really want to talk about it, but you're you basically what you're doing is you're digging through this phone, trying to find information to like unlock certain uh, password protected areas of the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, like even unlocking the phone to start with to get in there, you have to figure out what the what the password is by digging around in what you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story that comes up, like people will call you, and then they'll you'll have to listen to what they say. There's no real, there's no... Um, oh, you have to like put the phone up to your ear? No, 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 no. no. Oh, bummer. You that would have been it. so good. That would have been so good, but there's no uh, There's no voice. Mm. It's it's all text driven. So it comes in at like as like text message, even though it's a phone. I see. But you, it vibrates your phone like you'd get a text message and then... That's really up. using the medium in like an awesome way. It's so neat. Yeah. It's so neat. And like, I really didn't expect to have it feel as immersive as it did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Did you feel gross? Did you look for pics? I know you don't like politics, Joey, but it is very timely. Oh, it is? I'll just say that, yeah. And I think you'd still dig it. Okay. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's really just interesting the way they did it. And it was fun. And I think it's like three bucks. Um, and there's eight different endings. So you can replay it a few different times. I wouldn't say that the path to get to the endings is that different. Mm-hmm. So that you're repeating a lot of stuff, but it's still... Um, like the interface and some of the buttons in the fake phone, you kind of have to mash a few times. Oh, so there's a little hiccups, but overall, it's it's I, really I, cool. I and first saw that on itch, but I I'm glad it's on phones now because that makes it's more sense. It it would be not the experience it is yeah. if you're not playing on a phone, and um, if you happen to turn it like sideways so that it's the long perspective instead of the the you know vertical mm-hmm. perspective, um. 
what you see is a picture of a hand holding the phone. Oh, weird. Yeah. and It, it doesn't just rotate. <laughs> it doesn't just rotate. Huh. So you see a little bit of the world, mm-hmm. and that world is like kind of creepy. Uh, so it's kinda, I kind of wish it just rotated like a real phone. I I can see that. I I don't I I still think it was neat the way they did that. Mm-hmm. Um so you can get a little bit of the outside, but I mostly played it, you know, standing up so that it was just the phone face. Um so yeah, that's When you said that, I just pictured you standing in like your house in the corner. I was. Just like doing play <laughs> instead of You know, you can sit portrait out. Portrait mode. No. No, this game said no. No. Uh so yeah. Yeah, uh, that people are starting to rip that off. Oh, I'm sure. A it's replica such a was good the, idea. Replica was the first one I saw, but there's several that are now starting to do that. And if you can tell a good story, then fine, rip off the the way. But it's it does a good job. I'm such a sucker for games and things like that that make it seem like you're interacting with another piece of technology. This is Pony Island replica. There's a new adventure game that just came out that uses like a fake computer interface. Did you like? Uh, what is it? Emily's story or whatever. Emily something or another where you're like, it's like an, Oh, Emily is away. Emily is away. I didn't play that. Messenger thing. I saw it. Like we saw it in Indiecade and yeah. I messed it's around a little bit. It's free. I yeah, think yeah. you can, but it's basically like you're in AIM. Yeah. Back in the day and you're so, chatting with such a good idea. Telling a story. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, all that stuff's very, very cool. That was cause the, um, the RPG I wanted to make with RPG maker. Uh, to get out of the fact that everything looks like an RPG Maker game, I was going to do it... Unless it's Lisa. Unless it's Lisa. (laughs) Um, Was using, like, a computer screen where you're moving around graphics on a computer screen, like, in an OS system. Yeah. She totally can do. Yeah. I started setting that up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time right now. (laughs) And I haven't come back yet. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I just love the way that that, for whatever reason, feels. Maybe it's because I have a mechanical keyboard. And it's such nice, satisfying click, 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 click. I feel every click. Click, 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 I don't have any other phone games, really. Okay. I'll talk about one more then. This is another game that I didn't think that I would like. Just like Replica. Replica. You play lots of games you don't think you'd like. Because they're interesting enough that they'll hook me, that I'll give it a shot. And, you know, if not, then they become a 20-minute or less. <laughs> not that Content either way. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, man. Uh, this one's Crashlands. Oh, Crashlands is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a survival game, so I really didn't think I would like it. But they do a good enough job of giving you concrete tasks that you're moving through that it's not just see how long you can survive. You I know, really like a wish... don't starve or something like that. This yeah. is like it, you are crafting and you are surviving, but... Uh, it's a cool, it's very slick phone game. It's very bright, colorful little world with great art and character design, and they give you very concrete tasks. Mm-hmm. So it's it it's really well designed than it does survival. I don't know it. I don't know if it's on Steam yet or not. If it came out on anything else, but that one, I wish I could just walk around and and use a controller. Because there's something about like the RTS style movement that just makes me feel like I'm not really playing it. I don't know why. Oh, I it's a small, it's a small, but it's I think as good as you could have done. I wouldn't have liked an on-screen digital D-pad or anything. No, that would have been worse. But I don't, I don't mind it because you're not like you don't have to do complex movements. You're basically just go over here the direction to have a move and yeah. then clicking on a heads-up display to to figure out what you're going to craft. Right. Um, I got a quick detour about. Yeah. Crashlands if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Um 
so I read Touch Arcade yeah. on my iPad, which is what I use to essentially see like the the important new releases for uh, the App Store every week. <clears throat> and they did a big story about Butterscotch Shenanigans, which is the publisher, which is the the no, people that the made designer, this. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, I think it's three brothers. Yeah, three brothers, and they were they made a couple games before this. Um, Towel Fight or something. I think it's Towel Fight, uh, one and two, and then a couple other things. And they were working on some new game that was kind of like a joke game, like a sloth skiing or like some some game was like, oh, that's kind of like a funny gag. And then one of the brothers found out he had cancer. Ooh, so they were he was going through treatment, and you know, if you want to get the story, Touch Arcade has a really good write up on this whole process. Because it is a really good story. Um, the brother who got cancer was like, I'm just going to call that game like Ski, Slosky. Okay. We'll call it Slosky. It was this fake, or this other game they were making. He's was it, like, Was it Russian? Russian last no, name? No. I am Slosky. No. He's like, I don't want that to be the last game I make before I die. So they stopped making that other game and pivoted to finally putting together Crashlands mm-hmm. and were working on it as fast as they could while the brother was going through treatments. Jesus. So they, like, I think he, like, went into remission and then it came back and they're still making Crashlands during this whole time. And then uh, I think he finally came out the other side and, like, it went away entirely and then they finished Crashlands. Wow. So it's it's a really, like, harrowing, tough story that they took to get there, but it was, like, the game they wanted to make um, it was his magnum opus. Yeah, like his. It was like just lasting. in case. So it, I like that the fact that the game is actually good, <laughs> like that helps. But I, it's a pretty crazy story, and it's like, especially since it's three brothers kind of doing it together, and then look, one of the core members is like, I have no idea if I'm going to die or not. Seth I, Coaster, Sam Coaster, and Adam Coaster. Yeah, it's like before I die, I don't want, like, I want the last thing I do to be something I'm proud of. Yeah. Which makes that game, like, super important. Not some joke <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a new, uh, cool story because they kept kind of kept tabs on that throughout the year because it was, like, a really... Well, now I'm glad I like the game. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's definitely uh, very slick, well-run. There's a lot of art, and it's really good. And I think it was named Game of the Year on uh, iPad or Apple Store. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's phone. That's what I've been playing. Phone stuff. Yeah. So you have 20 minutes or less? Yeah. You want to talk about 20 minutes or less now? Let's do it, man. 20 minutes or less. Pick so, up where you dropped off. Let's go back to Z Exemplar. <laughs> I really liked the core idea of Z Exemplar, aside from the fact that it is one of the most simple games I've played in a long time in terms of the, the gameplay loop. Um, there are three different control methods. One is an on-screen digital Z- D-pad that's static, Eesh. so you can slide off of it and then stop controlling your ship. That's never good. There's another one that you, whenever you touch down, that is, you can then, like, that spot that you touch becomes where the D-pad is, right? So as long as you remember where you touch, you can go up and down, left and right from that point. And then there's another thing that they just call the drag, which is like you have the D-pad reticle and you're dragging that around the screen. Yeah. So you always see where it is. Yeah. But that's moving the ship. Yeah. That seems probably like the best one. It was. Yeah. I tried all three and hated all three. 
I was like, I really like this game because it says there's like a thousand worlds and every world, you know, is like 15 seconds. So it's like a perfect pick up your phone, do a thing, get your credits, bank them or like upgrade your ship and you can put it away. No problem. And it's got the ZX Spectrum art and it's very simple, very fast, very clean, has like a fun sense of humor. Um, but I could not get around the controls. I was getting so frustrated. Don't you don't you have your uh, the game Android pad? gamepad? Yeah. The games have to support. And that, that one stuff. doesn't. I haven't tried it yet. Okay, because maybe that'll solve your... I mean, you still can't pick it up as easily then. Right. You need the pad, but... And now I'm not going to make this a marquee. Yeah. But what this led to is I found... What's it called again? Z Exemplar on Steam. Oh, okay. It's $4.99 on Steam. And I think it's $2.99 on phones. Um, In both places, I had credit on Steam. I had credit on from my surveys on the <laughs> Google Play Store. So I think combined total, I paid six bucks. Okay. Um, I bought it on computer. It didn't work with my controller. And then I used a Joy to Key t- style mapper. That's so irritating. You so, have to go through that step though. Yeah, but think like it started with soft and cuddly. Went yeah. to the phone. I liked it, but I, I wasn't going to put up with it. Got it on Mac. It's like up, down, left, right, and one button. Yeah. That's all I needed to map. So it took 30 seconds. Yeah. And now I can play it just fine. Okay. And now that is the the version to play. Okay. And it's good. So 20 minutes or less on the phone, but it's solid game on Steam. Yes. If you have PadMap or JoyDeKey or something. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with the phone one. Maybe other people can. I just (laughs) am not that person. And those people are maybe garbage people. They could be garbage people. I'm not saying whether or not. We're not saying that. We're not saying that you're worse than Hitler, but you could be. (laughs) You might be. I just don't know you. You might be murdering babies and... What would happen is that I always dogs. my my thumb would always go off the what is considered the touch screen, and then my ship would stop moving when I needed it to move. Ugh. Uh, so this game has sections. I would have thrown my phone at a wall. Yeah, you have to like you have to go through corridors that are like as wide as your ship, and if you touch the wall, you blow up. So it's like you need to have actual control over your ship, and I did not have it on the phone. Anyway, it yeah. led to a game I do like, and it's cheap, and just map it, you know, even with keyboard, it was fine, because it's up, it's WASD yeah, or not, the arrows. You don't need a lot of precision. And space bar. And it's a fine little thing, you know, play 15 second level, get stuff, upgrade your ship, and you, like, the the core mechanic of it is you hit, you tap space bar to shoot. Yeah. But you have these four slots that you get to put upgrades in. Some hot slots. Some hot slots. And you would hold down the space bar to charge up your thing. And where you let go, that is the power-up you will initiate. Okay. But you have to have the money to activate that power-up. So, like, there's one thing that lets you take a hit without dying. So I've collected some money. I'll hold space bar and let go and shoot my bigger missile. And then if I have money and I'm on that power-up, it'll activate that power-up, which is a cool little unique new mechanic. Yeah. Um, but you're just going through, blasting through these worlds and you're like expanding the galaxy map and it's a really neat, simple little thing. So in the end, it all worked out for Z Exemplar. But it's too bad that you can't do what you were talking about before, which is like just pick it up for 10 seconds. Yes, play it, exactly. And drop it because you have to be sitting in front of Steam. Yes. But it is Some, what it is. Someone might be able to, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got some 20s? Yeah, always. Always got some <laughs> 20s. Uh... This one is a itch game from uh, my Weird. itch travels. I know. <laughs> from I almost feel bad doing twenty minute or less <laughs> itch games because it really like that's on me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it really shouldn't be. Uh, and they, I think they have to be cost. They have to cost money. This costs money, right? 
I don't remember. I say if it's free and it's twenty minutes or less, I think it's it did it still fulfilled it its did purpose. What it's supposed to do. I know. All right, I'll talk real quick because I have other ones. This one's Maze Moon, uh, keyboard mouse, isometric, very boxy puzzler kind of, but it's uh, you're walking around and there are balls that are trying to like hit you, and you have to navigate this path without getting hit by balls by mm, taking certain. Don't paths. we all? <laughs> Every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds it's, like every day. <laughs> it's it's got really annoying sounds. The menu is is complex to get to to even like exit out and things like that. Um, the writing is is hard to read because it's on the on the plane of the uh, isometric. That, but that's cool looking though. It's cool looking, <laughs> but it's just like not not very user friendly. So okay, yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, because it's you're right. It's it's mean. It's kicking something, but I played it, and I didn't want to play it anymore, so it's still uh, 20 minutes or less. Okay. Um, this one, I think I got this in a... Um, no, I just full-on bought this one, and I, I still stand by buying it because it's I want to support things that do this, but it's uh, Greedy Mouse. Greedy Mouse. I think it's called Greedy Mouse, where it's the claymation puzzle game where your little mouse that's walking around um trying to get cheese slices and you know avoid traps oh like rodent's revenge uh but this one's all claymation cool yeah is it rodent's revenge uh i don't remember the game from like windows 95 windows 3.1 where you had oh yes yes it is very much like that or minotaur but but rodent's revenge was more fun (laughs) the the problem with this game still haven't figured out how to top rodent's revenge because i like you know puzzlers like that yeah this one, the puzzles just weren't very engaging, but it's the art is so cool. Yeah, you know, and like it has like kind of like Neverhood like whistling music that's uh, like fun and God Neverhood, Skull Monkeys. Skull Monkeys is one of my favorite games. I like Neverhood more. No, Skull Monkeys is better. It's, no, it's not. It's, Neverhood's more fun. Mm, Skull and the Monkeys story is so and good. the background is better. This this is why you come to this show. You get two different perspectives. You get a Neverhood and you get a Skull Monkeys. That's it's pretty much tells you who we are right now <laughs> that's our first shirt it's us as neverhood claymation people <laughs> there's uh they're both really good but the music the soundtrack for neverhood was great it was uh terry taylor i think was the guy and it's just like god that's so good uh so this game has like kind of like charming whistling music too and has like the great claymation but it just wasn't the the puzzles didn't get me. Ari, why wasn't Armacroc good? Oh man, Armacroc was not good. Why wasn't it good? There were many reasons Armacroc was not good, but one of them was like the puzzles were were not designed well. I think yeah. we already talked about it. I know, but why? You you it, it was so tedious. It was just tedious. Was and, it funny? Uh, ish. Is claiming in it? No. There's mm. different people. Are skull monkeys in it? Um, there might have been one or two skull monkeys. I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Uh, the, mm. the main bad guy. No, I, no. Mm. The the everything was so tedious. Just walking back and forth yeah. and doing like these things that are not necessarily like engaging your brain faculties, but are still hard. Which hey, that's like a bad combination. Hey, Doug Tenapple, you should get back into games. I did Armacrog. Yeah, but you should get back into games. Yeah. You should look at what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, man. That dude. It's tough. I love everything he makes, except for those weirdo comics where he gets super political with his right-wing nonsense. <laughs> well, 
maybe you're the one that has the nonsense or whatever. Maybe I'm the problem (laughs) because I'm not a fucking fascist, (laughs) proto-fascist, right-wing nut job. Yeah. Um, All he did was design it, like or design the characters. So what in in the comic books that he wrote? No, 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 no. In in Skull Monkeys and Neverhood. Like he's just a character designer, right? No, he wrote him too. Did he write him? Yeah, his writing is really good. Usually, Fuck. when he writes good, like uh, he had one book comic called Cardboard, which is like a kids' book, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Like he's really good at. Um, he does the Game of Thrones thing where you sacrifice something you love, mm-hmm. but he does it in such a good way. Like um, in Neverhood, the the amount of pathos he's able to give you for like a robot friend, <laughs> yeah, you know, or like different he's just he's really good at connecting you and doing things like that without it feeling cheap Mm. you know and giving giving things true stakes like he doesn't he's not precious with the audience in a way that's really satisfying but then armor krog they really didn't do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) it was real crap you love this guy and then he dies the writing was crap the i mean the art was awesome you know Mm. so that was but it was such a bummer yeah. 20 minutes or less derailment. Whatever. Just bum me out. Yeah. I still have Skull man. Monkeys, though. Yeah, you'll always have Skull Monkeys. I have Skull Monkeys on the PS1 disc still. I do, too. Yeah. It's, just... it's it's one of my prized possessions. Oh, really? Mine's sitting outside of a sleeve in a drawer no, with a mine... bunch of other CDs. Someone asked to borrow it. I think it was Chad asked to borrow it, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's... good. Good call, because I lent him a book, and he held it for six months and lent it to somebody else. <laughs> It's one of the few games I don't let people borrow. Yeah. I, it, it's expensive now, too. How did Chad have a PS1? I mean, you could play on PS2. Oh, that's right. That was before they were total dicks about backwards compatibility. Yeah, yeah. That's how I played. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's still really good. Anyway. Anyway. Any other 20 minutes? Um, that's enough for right now. I got one. Yeah? That I might go back to still, but last night, I started playing through some of my new Humble Monthlies. And I got one that I was going to buy um, called Jotun. I'm probably saying it wrong. J-O-T-U-N? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, the thing is like a big monster guy's face. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've looked at that game a lot. Yes. It is. Bought it. The animation and art in it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can see like the rough edges, you can tell like where they spent the money and where they didn't. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like I didn't play a lot of... Banner Saga, but that is what that game, I feel like that was why that game was that game. Yeah. Was they did frame by frame hand-drawn animation, and it is striking. Like, I got to a boss in Jotun, which is how I'm going to say it, and it was phenomenal looking. It was one of the craziest things I've seen, and I couldn't believe I was playing it. But everything else around it was making me so goddamn angry. That's a bummer. It like okay. Maybe they'll do like that uh heavy metal game you were playing where the art was freaking awesome and they redid the controls. Oh, the uh, slain? Slain, yeah. It wasn't even the controls, it was design. They give okay. They they bring your character in. She has a huge axe. She's kind of yeah, like this, she does. <laughs> she's, she's like this badass, you know, beefy warrior Viking chick who just died and is back now and she's going to go walk around through this world and it's all this Viking lore and Idrisil and all this cool-ass settings. And you don't have to use your axe except to get tree branches out of your way 
for like the first <laughs> 10 minutes. And it's not even cutting the tree branches, it's just moving them out of the way. Yeah. Using the axe. Well, no, they're like these giant branches that when you hit them with your power up, they like snake out of the way. Oh, so which you're is not like even cutting them. You're just literally just like, you, hey, get out of the way. Get out of the way. And then the core mechanic of the game up until you f- really fight the first bosses is you have to go through these field mazes where these these little toxic cloud poofing spore things and you just have to not get poisoned and get through the maze. So you you start this game that you're watching these trailers of all these incredible combat things and the first chunk of gameplay that they give you is trying not to get poisoned walking through marshes. Yeah. It was so infuriating. (laughs) And if I could get that game and cut out everything but the boss fights, yeah. I would play that in a second. Oh, man. Like, if they could Titan Souls this game, yeah, amazing. Because... Was the boss fight, like, a puzzly thing, too? Um, A little bit. It's, it's pretty straightforward, but it it's was like just... like hack and slashing? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's it's um, a little animation priority. Like, you have to charge up your axe that takes a second, and yeah. then it swings. But you have to figure out, like, the best way to hit this boss, who's, like, this giant thing. Like, your character's really small, which, which I'm a sucker a Joey for. Joey Staple, yeah. Yeah. And... The animation looks so cool, and like the setting in the world and the design, everything is so cool. Um, but they, it's like they spent all their time on these awesome boss fights, and then needed shit to pad out between them. Mm. So the the core gameplay loop seems to be like a Mega Man style world. Like you have these different like Titan God things, and you can you go off into the Grass Ladies, you can go off into the Sky Lightning Lady. Woodman, do you fight Woodman? I Cutman. I don't think so. No Cutman. No Cutman. No Mega Man. Man. Mm, didn't see any of them either. But, so I played through the whole first area, and I went on to the next one. Maybe they'll get it now. The next area was about going through... There was like a constellation yeah. where you had, it had like these points connected like a connected dot. Yeah. And then there was all these spires on this field, and I had to hit them and light them up and match that thing. So it was like, again, before I get to the fight... More puzzling. I'm do, Well, I'm doing like this bullshitty, like really not fun <laughs> gameplay to get to the next awesome piece of gameplay. Yeah, they knew what was fun and then they put something to drag it out. Yeah, and like the art even in those sections is good and it's yeah. fine, but what, what, you're so close to having something so amazing. <laughs> I don't care if the game is an hour, just get rid of this bullshit. <laughs> I was like I was like sitting on the couch, we were watching TV or whatever and I was playing this like in prep for the show today. I'm like maybe this will be a good one to talk about, and I was just getting so fucking angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's like, a perfect twenty minute or lesser. Well, especially after that boss was so good. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to space it out to play those bosses to deal with the bullshit before the bosses. It gave you just enough to really make you angry. I'm just like, I really want to go back because it's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was like a good one and a bummer in the same in the same breath. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, let me let's. Do you want to give? Let's give away that game. Okay. Before, so uh, we're giving away a critical darling here, loved by many, except Ari. Not so much by me. I bet I'd like it. I just haven't played it yet. It's very atmospheric. Like that part of it is cool, and mm-hmm. the art is cool. I just I didn't dig it. I thought it was uh, boring storytelling that was kind of cheap because it was more of that like um, mysterious, so that it has depth, mm-hmm. which I didn't think it actually had depth. It just had mysteriousness. Mysterious. But I am in the minority. A lot of people love it. 
good reviews and all that. Kentucky Route Zero. Mm-hmm. And and it's not finished, which is also a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> there are four of the five stories, I believe, out Something now. like that, Or yeah. five of the there's, six. There's a lot of game out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, 0923NH085VQMKKT. Just go into Steam, enter that code, and you will get Kentucky Route Zero unless somebody else got it first. The only thing that we ask is that you send us word that you played it, liked it, didn't like it, yeah. anything. Uh, you can tweet us something at WASPod. You can send us an email at waspod at gmail.com. You can post it on the um, Steam group, which is the WASPod Steam group. Uh, yeah, just let us know. Yeah, any way you want. Just let us know that um, you got it and that uh, what your your experience has been. Sweet. Yeah. I like it. What do you... Uh... You you have a game you want to talk about? I I do. I have a couple. Um, I can do this one because I I don't know how much longer it'll be in my head. But um, for marquee game. Oh wait, no. We had to. We got to go to couch first. The multiplayer couch. Brief couch game section. Um. I see TF eight P. I believe is the name of the executable. Towerfall eight oh, player. Oh yeah. Um, on itch right now for four bucks, you can buy an eight player version of Towerfall and not a mod created by the, by the fucking dude. Yeah. Actual guy. What it is, is Towerfall multiplayer only. So there's none of the single player stuff, which is fine. Four bucks, four bucks, everything from the expansion and from like they did Ascension and then they did Dark World. All those levels are in it. All those weapons are in it. All the dudes are unlocked. And you can go up to eight players at once. And the maps are just much wider. Yeah, because the original Towerfall was four by three, and now it's widescreen. They give you room. It's insane how value, like the value of a $4 eight-player Towerfall. If you have people to play with, even if it's just the original four, insane deal. Four bucks. It's sold by the dude, made by the dude. Yeah. You're welcome. The other one is one we played, I I believe, briefly. And that was Hive Jump. He needs to figure out how to turn that into a DLC. So Eight player? sell it on Steam. Yeah. He'll make so much more money. Or PlayStation. Sell it in the PlayStation store. You know. I thought you were talking about Hive Jump now. Oh, I no. I don't know Hive <laughs> Jump. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah Hive that? Jump we played. Uh, fuck you. I never played that. We didn't? Did I could have swore we did after the last show. It was the one that was like a Starship Troopers Contra E. I didn't fucking play that. Oh. No, you were telling me you played that with Brian and Kyle. Kyle, I yeah. Yeah. I don't think we played that. Oh, okay. But you like it. I I do. I didn't. I was going to return it. And then I was like, well, I, I don't love this. It feels very simple. It almost has that Z exemplar type of feel where it's like, this is a game based on a very old type of game that I don't know if I want. Hmm. And... There's like a really simple ter- map territory control where you have to go jump into the hives on this these map points, take them over, and put your bases there. And there's a little tug of war between you and the enemies. So Starship Trooper Contra. Is it pretty... like there are quotes on the screens between missions that are literally from Starship Trooper. Oh really? Yeah. Like it knows what it is. Everybody fights. <clears throat> no one quits. No one Come quits. on, you apes! You want to live forever? That was literally on the screen. <laughs> um, but their their core thing that they do. And I kind of like Did it. Did they reach out to you for the soundtrack? 
to get some Zagamo Beach Party? <laughs> they did not. Uh, huh. Weirdly, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's it's available for license. <laughs> Hive Jump. Um, I might be Hive Jumpers even, <laughs> but I think it's Hive Jump. Okay. Um, but the cool thing they do is there's like a, a backpack, and the backpack is what is important. So, in, if oh, you, you told me about that. That's if, a cool. Yeah, if you're multiplayer. The camera will follow the backpack, but you can drop it and the other person can pick it up. But as long as this backpack has health, you will infinitely respawn and keep going deeper into these bases, which you need because some of them are really long. Um, and that's a nice in-between point of being too stingy with lives like an arcade or being too generous with uh, just like infinite lives. That's yeah. like, why, why do I even care? I'll just keep dying. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little in between. But it was even better. This is a game I like super recommend multiplayer and only kind of recommend single player. Yeah. Because when you die in single player, the pack just sits there until you respawn because there's a little countdown and you have a power up that could clear out the enemies around it. But in two player, you're like, oh shit, I dropped the pack, the pack, the pack. And the other person has to like run back and like go through all the shit and try to pick it up because your dudes are super That's fragile. Yeah. Well, they're fragile too. So it's like even. Brian going back into the swarm to get the pack. Odds are he won't make it out the other <laughs> side of it, but he'll buy time for me to respond where the damage will go to him instead of the backpack. Yeah. It's super neat. Yeah. Um, but single player, it's just like, eh, it's, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. That's but, why it's in the couch multi-section. Yeah. I, I totally recommend it for that. And we saw this at IndieCade um, two years ago because I have a button right there. That's, so you do. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. It's, it was in the, uh, I believe, the Sony tent. Okay. So it was that, maybe that or Nintendo. It was where we had to check out all these games and then get a hat. That was Nintendo. Yeah. We did that so I could get a hat because it was fucking hot. It was very, very hot. <laughs> but yeah. They Hive, fixed that. Hive Jump was in that t- that tent. Okay. Um, and it's it's good. It's a, it's a neat, small thing if you have someone to play with. If not, then I would just go with Helldivers instead. Hmm. Even every, though that one's better with multiplayer. Too. Every time I hear Hell Divers, I just think of Dio's Holy Diver. <laughs> you don't know. know Dio, man? He fucking. I rocks. know Dio, but I don't know Holy Diver. That's his like. That's his shit. That's his like main jam. Is it? Yeah, I can't do Dio otherwise. I know I'd he's be rocked for a long, long time. A long. He's dead now. But it's time to pass the torch. Yeah, because he's dead. Is he? Yeah, a while oh. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the D got there a little late on that. Oh, whoops! I think he was already dead. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You have a marquee? I do. What's your marquee? This one is a marquee just as much for the background, almost like the butterscotch shenanigans story as it is for the actual game itself. But this game is called Rive. It's like some. R-I-V-E, I believe it's an acronym, and I don't know what it stands for. Really interesting, very entertaining. Go. There's no G. Rivig? You said, what? Where's it's Rive. Where's the G come from? Oh, oh, you're saying go to me. I thought yeah, go yeah. was part of your acronym. No, no, no. The acronym is done. Oh, Shoot, go. back to you. I Got just it. did it. Okay, now. Acronym, done. Go. Go. This game. Rivig. Uh, <laughs> Rivig. is. <laughs> way better than i was expecting it to be um i had it on my list of stuff to check out and i i think it was over christmas break i bought it and just decided to give it a shot because i saw enough gameplay it seemed neat it is a side-scrolling game 
So this was not something you got in a pack. You purposed I pr- I purchased this. Side-scrolling game <laughs> where you're a little spider tank that reminds me a lot of the tank in Blaster Master, which I fucking loved on regular Nintendo, which is the reason I got it. Okay. Good um, enough reason. Yeah. So you're there's, you're this like space trucking hick guy in his spider robot and you have you it's a dual joystick like you jump with left trigger because your your thumbs are always on the sticks which okay. felt weird at first but makes sense yeah super 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 difficult they do not give a shit if it's hard okay which is cool yeah um but it doesn't feel like unfair you're like i'm just not good enough yet how quick can you get back in the game once you die it's fast so that's yeah it's good. fine that's good so but they do this weird thing where they have what are called like gravity spheres or something like that where it almost is like you enable these things you have a hacking gun on your right trigger which will open doors uh platforms it kind of goes into bullet time when you hold that down and you have to point it at these things to activate new stuff so you you are in this gravity sphere which then turns it into like a top-down geometry wars feeling thing like you can swim all the way around in this gravity sphere uh and then you have to launch out of the gravity sphere and while you're flying through the air hack this thing that'll activate a new one but you also will fight stuff while you're in there too and that feels like a top-down uh dual joystick shooter but then when you're out of those gravity spheres it's it's left right side scrolling oh interesting it's very very weird yeah um it's a lot going on it when you can pull shit off in this it feels like you are the fucking man because you're like multitasking and like trying to make sure you don't explode and yeah figure things out everything is exploding you have like a <clears throat> couple different things you're you're balancing like your main gunfire your special fires stuff comes in from left and right and above you and then there's never just one it's like swarms will always come in so even if you see them and you start firing at them you will have to move away from the swarm to kill them all before they get to you so it keeps you moving all the time on purpose that's hectic it's hectic like it's one of those things where i can't play it for a very long period of time (laughs) because your heart will explode jesus christ yeah yeah um but really really solid shooting mechanics my least favorite thing of the game yeah is the fucking dude you're playing as talks (laughs) and he's like there's a there's a crazy little thing wearing right now huh it's not that bad but the writing Okay. Yeah. And if I could just ignore that one thing, it is a very, very, very good action game. You need to like hack open the game and like just pull out those sound files so it just plays nothing. Yeah. I mean, like so the some of the stuff he says isn't terrible. It has a really cheeky sense of humor um, where it's like the dude, he's always talking to this one robot who's around the, the ship because you're going through like this old big space Hulk dead ship trying to get out of it like get enough shit to get out yeah and it's this guy who's like this robot that's floating around there is like did you see these things i made they're really neat and they're all the things that are like attacking you i was like oh you haven't like them i'll keep making better ones like he's really wants you to see like all this shit yeah and so i blew him up once yeah and then like another copy of him comes over he's like please don't do that <laughs> like it's it doesn't that's take itself funny. too seriously yeah um, but the crazy thing with this is this is a game developed by two tribes. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of them. They did um, Toki Tori, which is a little chicken thing that looks like it kind of plays like Spelunker. 
the old game on like NES. I'm that, trying to think of it. It sounds very, very familiar. You'd probably recognize it yeah. if you saw them. Uh, a game called Edge, which is a cube rolling game that's basically Choo Choo Rocket. Oh, I love Choo Choo Rocket. They did Swords and Soldiers, which was, an, uh, I think, on iOS first, but I really liked it. Or, or maybe Xbox Live Arcade, where it's a left versus right uh, like wave tug of war thing where you okay. spawn dudes on timers and then you try to push it towards the enemy side. Okay. Really solid as well. So they've been working on Rive for a really long time. Yeah, I've not played any of those. Yeah. Um, and this is Two Tribes. They did a little publishing, a lot of developing. You, their art style, you can tell, has advanced to Rive. Okay. And this is like the culmination of their art style. Yeah. Um, and definitely one of the more like hardcore games they've made. Um. But before Rive even came out, they announced that this is going to be their last game. Oh, interesting. They're shutting down the studio? They they said that they're going to stick around and maybe publish. I, I, I just skimmed through the article, but it was like a post on their site. And it just says, our last game. with, And it's like a link. It's like, Rive is going to be our last game. And essentially in this article, it said that they had been around um, a long time. Because they were doing like Toki Tori, I believe, like on... Wii Virtual Console, like they were one of the early Steam developers out there, and their reasoning was, like, we can no longer hang. It's just shit's getting too technical. It's it's getting too. The tools have opened so much, yeah, that it's getting harder and harder for stuff to break even. Mm. That they love making games, but they are also fairly old at this point and they feel like they are just a hundred percent out of touch with what people want that's fair it was just weird to see that all laid out yeah and especially i think rive is like one of the better games they've ever made plus you think they they could just downscale to smaller cheaper games or go I, it's, to they like said on their or something or free to play like everyone else well they brought does. those up there's like you know the markets moved to free to play yeah. or you know these smaller and just like they did bring up like uh, there's so many things coming out all the time. Yeah. Um. They're they seem super talented, but they I guess in 2013 had to lay off most of their staff mm. because of you know they were making stuff like Toki Tor. Like it doesn't take a genius to see that, that those things are not gonna are, are not break gonna blow open up the market. Yeah. Because yeah. like they did Toki Tori and then they did Toki Tori Two Plus is what it was called. Yeah. And the game just, like, the characters doesn't look very cool, and it just looks, I don't know if you, are you familiar with Spelunker? E? No, I don't. Not E. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. It's it's like you play this dude who goes through Cade and stuff, but he's super fucking fragile and will die, like, even if you step off a ladder wrong. And it was sort of like a... Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember this. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Toki Tori looked like to me. Okay. It was like a version of that where you have a guy who's very rigidly controlled up, down, left, right, and you had to figure out how to get through these like paths. I could be totally wrong, but that's what the video made it look like. Um, and then Rive comes out like out of fucking nowhere, and it's so solid, like controls so well, and has a lot of great ideas, and it's hard, and it's it's really well designed. And I feel like they finally like made something that was new and important. But it's it's kind of bizarre to see, like, even before it came out. Like, they didn't... Like, it's almost they expected it to didn't not do well. Yeah. Or something, or... Yeah, I don't know. It's a bizarre thing. But the, just, the company's called Two Tribes. Don't, don't be so hard on yourselves, guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're... If you look at their list... Okay, maybe... Rive is definitely their most interesting thing. Well, they went out on top. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, I mean, I did like so- soldiers and s- s- swords and soldiers. Swords and soldiers. Swords and soldiers, okay. But Toki Tori being their big franchise before that felt like what was that? It was Offspring Fling. It was like a game you get with stuff. How dare you? <laughs> Fuck your Offspring Fling. <laughs> How dare you? That's the greatest Game Boy Advance game to not be on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> But I, I really recommend Rive if you can get around the writing of it because it is very solid and fun to play. Mm. Um, it's just, it's looking, like I said, it's a weird thing to come out now when it's, I was just like, we, we've been working on this for years and we're going to put it out and we're going to support our games still. And they have some publishing that they did, but they're like, our name used to be up there with Nintendo, like in terms of us being one of the early people in these digital market spaces and now we can't hang so maybe if you made better stuff you could have. Mm. that's the weird thing like i said they're super talented yeah arrives really good yeah and i haven't played anything that satisfying in a that's while that's too bad yeah. but it seems like it, they wouldn't have made that decision unless it was the right decision yeah yeah no i'm i'm glad they you did know, that maybe instead they'll of like, find other stuff yeah that's what i said maybe we'll do something stuff. like not even in games anymore yeah but like can use their talents i'm i'm glad they did that Instead of, you know, dragging people along for a ride they were unsure on. Yeah, you and know. that would have bankrupted them probably. Yeah, but Rive is really good, and I recommend it. Um, writing of this character aside, the rest of it is really good. Um, it's called Until I Have You. Overall, I really like it, which okay. is why I'm talking about it, and I keep going back to it. So until I have you, I think I bought that when you bought that. I'm gonna look at that. It's an '80s cyberpunk. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, action side-scrolling platformer um, where you play a uh, hitman who now has to go back and kill his old clients, but has like an exoskeleton. His wife's been kidnapped. Or Is murdered. he a Lupa? He's not a Gooper or a Lupa. <laughs> um. But the music is so good. It's that like synth music. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. 75% off right now. Oh, really? Three forty nine. Well, it won't be probably anymore. But if it still is, it's totally worth it. $14 game. The art is what I was talking about before, where the art... There's some cutscenes where the art is so like masterfully good. You know, there'll be like a picture, like even the title screen is this like woman's face with her hair blowing mm-hmm. and it's kind of pixely, but it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, see that. It's really beautiful and the animation is really cool. But then there'll be other scenes where just like one asset will fly by and that asset will look really crude. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? That's the thing. <laughs> it's like, like something skimming through another game. <laughs> yeah, like it was almost like an MS Paint asset they put in. Into this other like really detailed, beautiful background. Um, there's voice acting that's very competent. It's fine. Um, there's some that are supposed to be foreign characters, so they sound a little stilted in English. But there is a lot of fucking art design happening in this game. There's so so that's my only guess is that they had so many things to design that they employed a couple different people and maybe at different skill levels. Oh, maybe. But. The, there's some art that's really, really good, and some art that's just less good. There's like a blood world. There's some really cool. There's twelve different worlds basically, uh-huh. and each world has five or six levels, but the levels are very short. It's it's bizarre in the design, really, because 
uh, a level might take you like 20 seconds and the level might be um, kill everyone on the way there. It might be run as fast as you can. So it's almost like a runner, jump and run. <laughs> some levels are some kind of hybrid. So there's there's interesting variation on what the actual gameplay is. The 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 fighting and jumping is it's not as smooth as a, the the fighting's fine. It looks it, like that's the main part though. Like if that's not that the, the running is is not like when you switch between like blocking and shooting, it's not as smooth as as I would like, mm-hmm. but it um it almost creates a little bit more of a challenge to be more deliberate with your actions, especially in like the boss fighting where it's puzzly where you know it's like okay, I have to let this charge and then I have to hit shield once and then hit them once. You have to be much more deliberate. So even though I would have liked a little bit smoother when you're transitioning between actions, it didn't bother me that much. It felt like it was just an additional little challenge. Um, it does look controller dope, supporter <laughs> support. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. I was the reason I was going back and forth is because the first world or two, it's so simplistic the fighting and the and it, it was a real kind of like. Um, Did you get to the flesh? monster worlds no no uh there i got to there was one world where it was like this rich guys no i haven't gone to that mm. there's this like rich guy ceo who has uh he's decided to turn his office building into like a gothic palace and everything's <laughs> like really demonic and dark cool um there's also like a cool thing where it's like this exoskeleton you have it like makes you super pumped up but like you can only um, use certain parts of it as you get used to it. So weapons will unlock, but also what unlocks is like a hysteria bar because if you get too violent and get too crazy, you start hallucinating. Oh, that's you awesome. you lose your mind. That's awesome. So there's cool things like... Yeah, I do uh, own it. There's cool things like that um, that add little elements beyond just like the 80 cyberpunk tropes. Um, so like the the... The fighting gets a little repetitive, but they once they once you get past the first couple worlds, which aren't super long, then they start mixing up what the objectives are, and the bad guys become weirder and grosser. And oh shit, dog! This what? is Wormwood. They did so. It's it's Cat Lady is one of the guys, the designer. Oh really? Yeah. This is I'm um. Sure. They did Primordia, which is a Wajidai game. Wajidai, yeah, I played Primordia. That was the cyberpunk. Uh, adventure game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of follows the same art style. It even has the dude with the glowing eyes still. Yeah, there's some glowing Are stuff. they connected? No. As far as I know, no, they're definitely not. Because Primordia was like a robot universe. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, the... the um, it's not pixely either, I guess, until I have like you. It's like a little pixely. No, pri- uh, until I have you is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Primordia. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the the people are are really talented, who put this together. So you're saying one of the dudes who did Cat Lady is now on that team? I'm trying to find because I thought, um, yeah, I thought the uh, the designer, uh, it's it's James Spanos, who's the programmer. He does music and sound effects and the design. Mm-hmm. He's he was the guy behind Cat Lady. Oh. Um, he also did Downfall, which I just he, saw. He worked on the interface a little bit and Primordia, uh, where he coded the game plus huh. the interface. K 
Cat Lady is a fucking weird one, man. So what he says was his inspiration for this game was Mega Man, which I can kind of see. For Until I Have You? Yeah, because you're jumping on platforms and punching stuff. I would say it's not... Mega Man is definitely much more like jump and shoot things until they blow up and try to avoid them shooting you. This mm-hmm. one's more just like run through levels and try to kill things along the way. Um, but uh, I can see where where he's coming from. But it's uh, the design is really good. The touches are really what make this. And and is it the fact so that much... it's cyberpunk? Yeah. So there's a lot of good touches in the game, and it 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 executes a lot of things really really cool. The art and the design is awesome. Other than the occasional asset that you're, I'm just like I don't really understand that, <laughs> and the the occasional like the movements are a little stilted. Is one of the assets you're talking about this big demon looking thing? No. Okay, because I said in the trailer that looked really out of place. I mean, at least if it looks out of place, it looks really cool. Yeah. But the, every once in a while, there'll be like a person that it looks like almost like deviant art. <laughs> okay. That sounds that sounds. <laughs> but like the a majority, issue. the 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 vast majority of the art is really good. And the, the, the game design is really fun. All right, yeah. So. I, I I remember buying that when I saw that you bought it. I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to check that out and then forgot about it. it. I would say check it out and put in the time to get past the first two worlds. Okay. And then it becomes more fun. Got it. So, Cyberpunk, S- I recommend. Sun. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're really pumped for Cyberpunk 2020, right? I am so pumped. I Since they released that trailer like four years ago, that's definitely has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. So pumped. Yeah. Because, I mean, Witcher plays awesome. And Witcher's I would love to play so a world that I give a shit more about. <laughs> but the Whoers. I don't like the Witcher that much. The Witcher? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Do you have the Witcher? Which which Witcher? Three. Which 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 Witcher? Which, 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 no, three. I think because I was waiting for the Game of the Year edition um. to be like mega cheap. Because I know I'm going to play it a lot of it. Yeah. So I'll I sell was you like, my copy after yep. I'm done with uh, Final Fantasy. Then maybe I'll play that. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. It's not Game of the Year though. <laughs> oh, I'd rather get the Game of the Year because yeah, it's probably going to cost me the same amount. That's probably true. Uh, all right. Well, before we get out of here, let's talk about our last thing we're going to do, which is give away a pretty good game. I'd say an, an incredible game. So probably one of the games of the year. So from I have, last year have a code for XCOM two, but I'm not. We're not going to read it. We're not going to read it on the air. That's, that's because this easy. is a freaking sixty dollar awesome. We're not saying we give away bad games, but we don't give away XCOM two very often. There aren't. There just aren't that many games like XCOM two <laughs> very often. So we're gonna have a contest, and it's a pretty easy contest because it just benefits us, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not transparent, Joey. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we're gonna have a drawing for the XCOM two. And the way that you enter is by sharing our episode of this show on your Facebook page or on your Twitters or, or on your whatever. Or on Reddit. Or on, yeah. Or on any forum that has decent number of people. Yeah. Anywhere you share our episode. If you're in a cool bodybuilding forum, I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Screen cap where you've shared it and email it to waspod at gmail.com. And every time you share it on some sort of public place, that is an entry. And you will, your name will go into the bucket, right? So if you put it on your Facebook, one entry, screen grab it, send it to me. Put it on uh, Twitter, screen grab it, send it to me. That's another one. So 
Just forward this episode around, and then you will get put in the drawing to win XCOM 2. Yeah, and uh, the deadline will be... Oh, uh, the deadline will put at two weeks after the date that this episode comes out. So, Robot Man, when does that mean the contest closes? March 25th. He's the best. Thanks, I love Robot, Robot Man. man. Yeah, oh, man. He, he announces all our segments and everything. He's really, I don't pay him enough. No, it's just motor oil, basically. <laughs> so, if you want, um, help spread the good word of WASD, and you can also potentially win XCOM 2. Um, I think that's it for the show. All right. So, please go to explosivemagico.com, subscribe to the Explosive Magico feed, uh, subscribe to our feed. Listen to all the other Explosive Magico shows, Explosive Magic shows. Uh, buy the shirts on the Explosive Magico store, custom shows, premium shows. Check it all out. Mm, Email mm, us at mm, waspod mm. at gmail. Uh, tweet at us, waspod. Steam, join our Steam group. Friend Joey and I. I'm uh, DYBNO on Steam. Joey's Clockface. And. Uh, <laughs> That's all. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. Yeah, keep an eye on the store though. There's cool stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Oh, five star reviews. We'll read them on air if you do it to the Wise Pod feed. Yeah, yeah. R- write, write, comment, subscribe, like, share, love, listen. That's probably the best place to leave us reviews of anything. So on the five star. On the, as a five star. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably the best. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Uh. Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Uggs. No one likes him. All right, go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.